Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively, and above all else, joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. (laughs) Hello. Hi, Liz. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Good. You're looking in the camera. I'm your hair. Yeah. How I look? You like my look? Great. You like the shirt? Love love, baby. Yeah, baby. We got some new shirts coming out at the studio. Pride Month. Go June. Coming up June. Yes. Yes. And we're going to have proceeds going to... Time Out Youth. Yep. And they're not these exact shirts. Even though, do we have any more of these for sale? No. Okay. Sold out, baby. However, for a price, you can get that. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have um, some really cool shirts and give some money to our favorite, one of our favorite um, charities, which is Time Out Youth. Good. That's upcoming. But now it's May and we just had Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. You know, my one takeaway is I doubt that men on Father's Day all text each other and post each other and are like, happy Father's Day. (laughs) And I find it so fascinating that women, we have to take care of everyone. Mm -hmm. So we're making sure we've texted all our friends. We've called everybody. We've made sure that everybody knows, you know, you're amazing. Have a happy Mother's Day. And I just found that a little fascinating. I love that. Mothers mothering mothers. Because that's what we do That's what we do. And I love that. Getting a text from friends that I haven't seen or Mm -hmm. whatever. Just anybody. Just happy Mother's Day. One from, uh, I'll call him out, one of our head coaches over at HSM Core, Dayron Booth. Hey, Dayron. That used to work for me at at Core. Uh Just said, Happy Mother's Day, Mama. I haven't seen him in person in a couple of years. That's it was just really sweet. You're making a lot of noise with your hands. Sorry. I know I'm <laughs> flipping around here today as usual. Anyway, so I hope mm. you enjoyed. And if you didn't, we're, it's it's over. Yeah, so we're good. Over. You made it. Yeah. Mother's Day should be every day, but hey. It was, it's over. <laughs> You're on your own now. Back Get those our, kids to school. Let's let's do your thing. Regularly scheduled program, yes. which is talking about May mm-hmm. and how kind of crazy this month has become. Mm-hmm. And somebody had a great suggestion today, like, please talk about the transitions going on mm-hmm. right what kind now. Of transitions? Well, okay. So we're, you don't have any right now. You've already what transitioned. Mean? I don't have any transitions. Gay, Everybody's lesbian. in transitions. But I'm just like, are we talking about, you know, <laughs> Turning into a man or a woman? Are we talking about transitions in jobs? Who are we talking about? We're talking about school. Oh, right. Starting to be over for yeah, the summer coming up. We're starting to talk about graduations from all the different <sighs> ages because we've got to have a trophy and a sign and a celebration if you graduate from kindergarten, fifth grade, eighth grade, high school, college. One of the most emotional days of my life was when my daughter Clary graduated from UNC Chapel Hill on Mother's Day. I mean, <laughs> I started crying when I woke up. And Why? Then, because I was so emotionally moved. Okay. I was so proud of her. And, you know, she was doing what, you know, I was living vicariously oh, oh, through oh. her. She was doing what I had always wanted to do. But she didn't. And I was so proud of her. And it was oh. such a beautiful day. And it was a, they always traditionally have it on that Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So you got, you did the same thing. You graduated, but you weren't, you haven't seen your children go through that yet. No, we're working on that's a great graduation you're trying, this year. You're getting them Woo. into schools, right? Yes. Yeah. So we've got the transition of schools 
ending or changing for mm-hmm. some people. We've got people whose school is ending now, life changes and transitions and moving, coming home for the summer, going away, getting jobs. Mm-hmm. So I think as parents or as children, whomever you are, there's a lot of shift and change. Mm-hmm. And the emotions, as you said, that go with that, yeah. they, can, they can run pretty high. They really can. And I also remember the other most emotional day was when she graduated, transitioned from kindergarten. Oh. oh my gosh. Do you remember that? You had that? Again, I would yeah. like lose my mind when these things happen. I'll like, That's so in funny. my mind, I go real dramatic. And like, it is dramatic. You'll never... You will never yeah. have those moments again. Right, right. And that is a transition. And that's when you have to remember how to, wow, this is a present moment. I do mm-hmm. not ever want to forget mm-hmm. how special this time has been and special this time is. Let's explore that a little bit because yeah. I don't have that same thing. I'm a really sensitive kind of emotional person. You have no sensitivity if this doesn't make you mo- <laughs> What? Again. It's just it. not as much. Like right. the last first things don't, I mean, like, yes, I think about it or I think that's sweet or emotional, but I don't live there very long. For instance, you know, I, I I want my kids to move on. (laughs) Wait, can I just, okay. I remember the very last massive, big fashion show I did and I knew I was going to retire. Yeah, that was it. And I remember coming off stage and just in tears Mm -hmm. because, but I remember also I could tell you every moment of that walk down the runway and I could tell you how people looked and I looked back at them in the audience. Mm. I really like to do that. That's to me. And these things just kind of, then you have these gifts that you have. I mean, these gifts of time standing still and, and owning that moment. And I, I I'm looking at it that way. Okay, let's, okay, let's go, go through. Back to you, no, no, no. You I don't you want don't to have that. Mm-mm, no, I'm going to change this okay. to go back to you. Just named like all out of order. Some big transitions in your That's life. My job is to so be out of order. I'm going to <laughs> rein rein you back in, and let's put this in order. Trying to remember mm-hmm. kind of your life's most important transitions that were mm-hmm. either personal for you, your family. Your no, business. we did me last time. Let's do you. I'll, you're welcome to okay. stop talking at some point and let me talk about okay. mine. But we're going to start with you. Okay. As we should and as we do. If you think about it. <laughs> I hope y'all are watching on YouTube. <laughs> what going. are some of the transitions mm-hmm. that were really big change moments for you, moving on moments, how you recall handling that, how it impacted mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. et cetera, how you stayed grounded, how it didn't ruin you, mm-hmm. et cetera. Do you remember? Pick three. Well, I don't know. okay. I mean, I would say <laughs> when I decided to quit college. Okay. Because a, my mother couldn't afford it anymore, and mm. I was a terrible student anyway, and I was just screwing around. <laughs> and that transition now, remember, you're at that age, I was like tw- 19, 20, ni- I'm probably 20 years old. Okay. And the transition, I didn't have a groundedness. I was mm. scared to death. Mm-hmm. Well, you still remember those transitions because they affected me very deeply, as in I thought, oh, what a loser you are. Mm-hmm. And so then I reacted out of that into the next stage of my life. So I don't look at that transition as, oh, you should have been more, more grounded as a 20-year-old. I look at that transition as I really like that person that I was because I was scared and that's how I, I did the right thing, right? I really did the right thing. But for for where it yeah. took me, so that transition was a. Big but where one. did it take you? Like you said, that it powered me, you through. It took me to standing on my own and deciding in my space for the first time ever 
this was the first time I remember walking on the beach with my mother and my sister and they said, what are you going to do with mm -hmm. your life? You have just dropped out of college. And I looked at them and I was like, I've got no idea. So we just started exploring it. And I remember my mother goes, well, whatever you're going to do, you're going to need to make some money fast because you are out. <laughs> I mean, not out. She wasn't going to like throw me out on the street, but she goes, close enough. We've done what we couldn't do here and I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, what we did that day on the beach was I decided to be a dental hygienist, right. had no interest in teeth, never have, never do, never do <laughs> still. Um, but I went to dental hygiene school and I remember again, feeling like a loser, but going to Central Piedmont, which is an incredible community right. college, which has a great dental hygiene school, I just want to say, um, and making straight A's, coming out, getting one of the best jobs I've ever gotten. First time on my feet as a business person, went directly into dentist's office and said, I can work here, but I want a commission. I literally knew no one making a commission, but I did that. So that was a transition. Okay. 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 Transition that made me stand on my feet. Sometimes your greatest transitions <laughs> are your failures. Yeah. You know, we all kind of know that, but we hate that. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like a loser. I was so it's a kind loser. of that piece of advice to know there yeah. is a light at the end of the tunnel that what no. yeah. your failure now is going to fuel you. Yes. If you use it properly Correct. to success. Correct. I mean, the latest, I, I like to jump around, but you're saying three or whatever, but the transition of coming out of a marriage of 37 years, there is no greater transition than no. that. And the third one is there's no greater, 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 greater transition than being with you, hmm. than being from uh, being a heterosexual yeah. To, dare I say, homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something still like that. Still makes us laugh. Yeah, still makes Not us laugh. At, just yeah, gay is good. About. Gay, uh, I'm a gay divorcee. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so those transitions, as we get older, we handle them better, but we got to remember the transitions we have as little kids. Mm. We learn great lessons. And if we are as mom and moms and dads- There we go can allow our children to fail or quit, you know, making sure they're just, everybody likes them and making sure everybody gets the right grades and let them see what it feels like to have life shoved in their face. Sure. Um, it's one of the great lessons. And if you're not allowing your children to do that, you're, I think you're not parenting very nicely. Well, it's just not giving them Sorry. the opportunity. <laughs> the opportunity to fail to, is a big deal. And yes, to fail, but mm -hmm. the the skill set that it would take to mm -hmm. overcome that and move forward instead of letting it. What? I'm sorry. I just thought of a funny story. I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not going to... I am going to say this. Okay. So Clary, my daughter, she's going to kill me. I don't care. She's already mad at me about so many things. But anyway, she came in one day from her middle school they had this experiment where they had to make a rocket, make a rocket mm -hmm. at her school. And it had to shoot off. In order to get the grade, it had to actually Lift get off. in the air. Okay. So she messed around until it was like the day before. And she hadn't done her, she hadn't done her homework. She hadn't done it. Not. She had not done it. Now, this was a good student, by the way. She, for some reason, she had a moment. She didn't get it done. And so she either borrowed or something, someone else's, or got somebody to help. Oh, my gosh. She, she, she in cheated. some way, cheated. Mm -hmm. Well, her teacher knew that. And she came home, and she go, and she just looked at me. And I said, sit down. I'd already been informed. <laughs> she just started crying on the sofa. And I didn't soft pedal it. I went, you cheated. 
This, and then I use the great quotation of every great parent. This will go on your permanent record. (laughs) Oh my God. What the hell is a permanent record? Anyway, it was the eighth or seventh grade. Uh It wasn't going on any damn record. Well, good. I used it. I used it. And she went, what? I mean, like kids go, what what permanent record? I'm like, from the rest of your life, you're going to have to do stuff above. You're going to take it a step above because you're going to have to make up for this. So I didn't put up with any of that crap, right? Right. Not that I'm a great parent. I mean, (laughs) she could be on this podcast and tell you all the wrong things I did, but I I think that was a good one. That you scared her shitless? Yes. I'm kind of missing the point. Well, first of all, she was already scared. (laughs) The, The teacher found out. Right. That she messed up and she cheated. She did, by the way, Clary, my ex, my daughter is the most incredible. She was, a, she was a great student. Right. She did well at, at That school. was her moment. She did, got into school and just never had trouble with school. This was her one moment. Now, had I gone, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. I was like, your teacher mean to you today? Then she wouldn't have learned a damn thing. No, right. But I was right, like, right. oh, I, I doubled down. Me, I went, but I doubled down on the teacher. Whatever she said, I went deeper. I know. We do have to have our teachers' backs more and just go, you know, they're in authority too. So the minute that we doubt or want to fix our children's problems, you know, that teacher loses authority and our kids think they can just weasel away anything. No, the teacher, as much as, you know, anyway. No, my daughter had something like that where she just came home and said, can you call the principal and change this? And I just sat on that and let her be emotional or say Mm -hmm. her thing. And Mm -hmm. then later said, what do you think that will do? Mm -hmm. You know, like really what will me going there do? What will you learn from? You know, it's just, you've got to let them emote. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Nod. And let their their feelings come out. Be quiet for a little bit. Yeah. And let them, let them validate feelings and then go, yeah. Probably not the best idea to X, Y, Z. Or you can it tell it's going to go on the permanent record and scale her bejesus out of them. <laughs> She's still like, she was still, anyway. Some of that stuff does go on your permanent record. I know it does, As but not in the school. seventh grade. And All even right. if it does, I mean, really? I know. It's good to make those mistakes. <laughs> I love you know, using that, A little terms. early. There's certain, then- there's certain hashtags as a parent. Always remember the permanent record one. This will win every time. We all know how important it is to fuel yourself just right every morning. Liz, what's your jet fuel? It's the HSM smoothie, of course. Obviously. But also, I've got a new little thing called... You've got a new friend? From Saqqara Life, the Metabolism Super Powder is your go-to. It fires up your metabolism, curbs sugar cravings, helps ease bloat, and is it delicious? Oh, it's so good, especially in your coffee. It's got ah, a great taste. Dump it in the coffee, it. blend it dump up. Dump it and in go. the coffee, blend it, and be excited because you're going to love it. <laughs> Y'all go to sakarlife.com. When you check out, you'll receive 20% off your order, which is a great deal by using the code XOLIZHSM. That's X O L I Z H S M for 20% off your order at sakarlife.com. When I was in. Uh, what do we do? Seventh, eighth, and ninth grade was kind of our division of middle school, junior high. And I really liked soccer and was fairly good before I fizzled out. I'm sure at whatever you age. You didn't fizzle out. You were, you, I bet you were really good because you're little and you're quick, Ooh. like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> and so I was so proud of myself. There was JV and varsity and I and one other friend made 
varsity as seventh graders, the yes. only two to make it. Yes. And so I felt really good about that and had a great year or whatever. And then the next year I made JV in eighth grade after having been on varsity. And that was a really hard wait, wait, moment. Wait. Did you actually go and play the JV? Yeah. And it was obvious. Oh, wow. That's Loserville. I'm sorry for you. That's I rough. Mean, I think, you have been on the varsity team and yeah. you got knocked back? Yes, but it, it- That's hard. I'm not trying to make excuses, but I think no, it that's was hard. like a rainy day, new coaches didn't go well. well. No, no, and no. then it, once the season happened, it was very obvious that I probably should have been I'm, on varsity. I'm beyond, I'm beyond <laughs> all that. I'm really going to give you credit for- Actually playing, yeah. Actually playing down. Well, and that not was a lot a of moment. people would do it. Most people would go, "I'm done." Right, and right? that was a moment. My mom, I remember always saying, "I didn't go to the school or say she made varsity last year. She should be on it again." We just right. You let those go, right. and you learn a lot of lessons. That's great. That, that's good. So we're talking about the transitions of May, <laughs> and here we are. We're, we're that's <laughs> back to seventh grade. It's just plain tra- transitions. I mean, there's a lot going on for people. T- tell me about it more about the. I mean, I remember it, calling it Maysember when we were in when I had a girl in. You didn't call it that. People call that that now. No, we did. You back, did? Oh, hell yeah! Y'all think you made up everything? Um, no, we did because it was like I remember one of the most stressful jobs I ever had was being the school. What, what is it called? The head mama, the room mother. room mother, at school where Clary was, my daughter, and I remember just stressing out. I mean, like stressing out more than I do now with an actual job in business, you know, just going, oh my God, we've got to get all this stuff done and I can't organize these people. It was like, you organize these moms, it's like, you know, herding cats. They said they'd be here with the cupcakes. They're not. Somebody run to Harris Teeter. Do you I'm know a- how ridiculous all this sounds? Like, I'm not saying at you, yes. but I'm saying when we look at this from 30,000 feet, feet above, it's so silly. And so- But we, it's real stress. I know, these women but what I'm men. saying is that's what begins to happen. So school's about to get out and kids will be home all summer and we have to spend all our remaining last moments of time in school with them. And there's events that go with it yeah. and parties and celebrations and it is just tiring. And so that's going to continue to happen. Yes. So you have to do that internal like groundedness and right. get your self-care together right. and go, Let's be real what the purpose is. It's kind of like looking mm-hmm. at uh, marriage as the wedding being so important. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's look at this again, higher level. Mm-hmm. What's the most important at the end of this celebration of this right. race to the finish line? Right. You know, what's the marathon effect? Why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. And just again, stay in the present moment. But it's hard to tell a room mother in the, in a, of, you know, of a kindergarten class, stay in the moment. She's, there'd be an F you out of that one. I mean, but at the same time, you know, we, we just appreciate, I don't know what to say about that. I, I went through it and I didn't handle it well. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> everybody, you know, takes their turns and steps mm-hmm. up and it's mm-hmm. gonna be okay. Yeah. You just ask for help and get good people on your committees. But beyond that too, I mean, there are those, we've got to be prepared for the shifts that come. Right. Kids coming in and out of the home. People coming home from college. Right. That's a big transition. Kids going You know, off. it's a transition when they go away, but now the moms and dads that have them coming back for the summer, I can speak from that too. That was really a transition. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a real transition for your child, for your kid, who's now an adult, by the way, or they think they are, but they are because they have now lived off yeah. from home. And they're like, wait a minute, there's no curfew here, right? Because <laughs> I don't know about curfews. So I remember that was a transition. Mm-hmm. It's just an ongoing 
you know. That's life. Hold your hold your own. Like whatever your boundaries and rules in your house or your the way you do your family. You know, it's just we all have a way, a mechanism of how you run your family, how mm-hmm. your family runs. Mm-hmm. And maybe it maybe it requires the whole crowd sitting down and going, Hey, I know you've been doing this yeah. in college, but you're gonna need to be at house because I'm not waking up at midnight every night. No. And it's just the boundaries that you start when they're little, that what's acceptable in your Mm -hmm. house and what's not. And it's all about communication. And so starting off in a pleasant conversation about what's to be expected Mm -hmm. versus paying the price at the end of it when Mm -hmm. everybody's just frustrated because no one said anything is Mm-hmm. Not great. Mm-hmm. What about other transitions? You know, besides being well, I think your point to about a job adults. and yeah, you know, our marriages. I think are huge. You're, I mean, let's what's think. going on with marriages these days? Yeah, I'm going back to your yeah. modeling job. I mean, yeah. was that transition? Oh, that was you quit so modeling. Traumatic. Why? I almost had to be shoved out, but I did <laughs> finally. I modeled late. I modeled till I was 41, something like mm-hmm. that, and I remember just. Dis- Distinctly on a walk, and one of our one of the people that hired me all the time, saying to me, and this really broke my heart too. And oh. she just said it in a really sweet way. She goes, "Liz, I, I tried to I started to stand up for you, but so and so says you're you're literally too old to do uh-huh. this certain this certain job." And I went, "I know that." And I told her that I said, "I knew I knew that." I just I kept putting I put my and right then I went, and I'm done. Because yeah. it hurts so bad, you know. Yeah, it's nobody pride. nobody go, likes okay. to be told you're no longer good enough to do whatever you're no job. longer relevant. You're no longer relevant. I was I I found that. So I decided, all right, this is my last thing. I've been already been told, which I swore I wouldn't be told uh-huh. ever. And so these things I was already booked to do, I made them the best I could do. And I remember every moment of it, and I loved it. Mm. And I mean, I really have great memories of. I really was enjoyed the runway. It was a lot of fun. And so anyway, that was so a that's big, why that you was quit. Trend, and yeah. so that's a huge transition to maybe feel like, yes, yeah, I'm not relevant. But then I've had, then I have people like, you know, even years after that, like, why did you quit? We would have hired you. We would have done that. But you know, it's, it's, it is pride. It's pride. And it's also knowing when, knowing when yeah. to quit. You need to know when to quit a lot of things. It's not just, you know, a modeling job. It's, Knowing when to quit a relationship that is that is not working but it is destructive for you, or knowing when to quit a job that is sucking all of your energy and time away from the people you love. How do you know when? You know when when you are sick. I mean, sometimes I, mm. where before you get sick would be nice. <laughs> if you are taking if something that you do not like is taking up all your time and and squelching your energy or sucking it out of your soul, then you need to not immediately quit, but you need to. Have have a meeting with yourself. That's what I was going to say. Have a going meeting with yourself. And then have a meeting with the people that you're trying to work with or mm-hmm. whatever. Do you think how often? Oh, I mean, I check in daily. <laughs> I know. But I mean, when you yeah. really are thinking about real life strategy types and yeah. events, are you a monthly? Are you a quarterly? Or it just it tells you itself. Uh, I think your gut, remember, tells you everything. Your body mm-hmm. is going to be your best. That's why I do what I do. Your body is going to mm-hmm. be your best advisor above your doctor, above your spouse, above your friend, best friend. Your body is going to tell you what is correct. And all you have to do is sit with it. or All you got to do is feel that sucker punch. Sometimes it's right. literally a sucker punch. And sometimes it's those wonderful butterflies. And you're like, oh, this feels, feels good. good. <laughs> then w- run toward it. And when you get the sucker punch, run away from it. 
walk fast at least. That's simple. I like that. Um, The interesting part too is you obviously could model today, but now you don't look old enough. Isn't that right? (laughs) What? I don't look... Oh, that's true. Yes. No, because I did a photo shoot for the studio recently with people that hire models (laughs) and they were like, why why, why don't you model? And I'm like, well, I did a long time ago. And and they were... And then I looked at them like, you know, I can't go into my age group. And the point being is I'm going to color my hair until... If I'm lying in the coffin and I have roots, you're going to need to like touch Jacqueline. me up, which I won't have a coffin anyway. But um, yeah, no, it's I, I'm i too vain with my hair color <laughs> to let my hair – you have to have gray hair at my age to do that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I have. I have a full head of like white hair, It comes right? out white. It comes out like white on my roots. See, you can see in there. Um, but I, I don't like it. It doesn't make me so happy. So there you go. Yeah. So whatever. Do what makes you happy. I think there's some beautiful women with – one of our clients just cut her hair really short, and she's got this salt and pepper gray hair. And I told her the other day, you look fantastic. Uh-huh. And she cut it really short too. And she just looks looks healthy and good and vibrant. And that's her. Right. That's just everybody. But, yeah, find you. And I, me, I am all about the – You are blind. Well, it's got a little dark, you know. Low lights, highlights. Low lights, highlights, baby. (laughs) Looks really good. We do what we can do. We do what we can do. And I mean, I guess the final, you know, big transition, I think, for both of us, obviously, was divorce and coming into our own relationship. That's the largest one. And I think what you said about listening to your gut was really important for me throughout that. I mean, if you think too hard about those kinds of things. I mean, that sounds stupid. Like, no, it doesn't. Don't think about well, going, have what think it about takes it. to go Your head is going to talk to you, but then you've got to really listen right. what's Amongst happening inside. all of that thought and processing and decision-making and, mm-hmm. and thinking about everyone around you. It is at the end of the day, what's happening on the inside and what mm-hmm. do you feel? And always knowing, yeah. you know, when you're in your right state, right. emotionally, physically, then everything else is going to go a lot better. It's always going to go a lot better. And we, you and I have talked to some kind of friends, good new acquaintances lately. And I'm disturbed. I'm, I really am disturbed at the state of the relationships of some of the people that I've been around lately. They're accepting the, some really horrible mm. situations that really make them feel bad. Now, if the, I, I don't judge a relationship. You do you. Y'all want to have like, you know, animals in the bedroom. That is your joy. <laughs> I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. But when it makes them feel so bad, I always want to go, let's weigh it out. What is that trade-off? Well, if it is making you feel so bad that you're having to take medication, that your health is being is suffering, that you're suffering, your spouse, your children are suffering, then do something about it. Right. You know, don't let it just lie there and go, we'll just get through it. I want to say we were, I don't know what we were. We finally listened to our own mm-hmm. hearts and our, our our gut with our relationship. And I remember being in relationship before that and feeling that sucker punch and that depth of coldness and feeling not in a good place and being afraid to take that step. Mm, of course. And it's scary. It's and, not good. And you always worry about, judgment and all the things mm-hmm. that come with and that. And your children, you worry about everything. Of course. Yeah. And I, I would say that there is a great benefit of having friends mm. to 
bounce things off of, Mm -hmm. to communicate with other women going through the same thing, to talk about kind of general life challenges between you anything, parents, spouses, children, jobs, whatever. And then there's a level of such, when you start airing everything, it's like you're asking for approval Mm -hmm. in a situation. So what I'm saying is when you find yourself talking to people about your relationship or the troubles that you're having in such an extreme way all the time, kind of reflect back on that. Are we Mm -hmm. just having like a, Oh, conversation about Mm -hmm. everybody goes through this. And isn't that annoying that the dishwasher wasn't Mm -hmm. unloaded or Or what is the level of pain that you're discussing Mm -hmm. with people Mm -hmm. and thinking about why either of you in the relationship, I'm just going to use relationships deserve to have that kind of pain or that type of treatment towards one another. They find it acceptable. I had a friend when I was questioning my marriage well before us, a long time ago, just say, just whatever you do, stay in the marriage. Just, I mean, a good friend, a person I trust, Mm -hmm. I love, she loves me. Just whatever you do, stay in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Your consequences are too much. The consequences... That's the worst advice I've ever gotten. And that's always going to be somebody's <laughs> reflection of what they believe, what right. works for them. Right. And But I listened. True. Yeah. And they're trying to be helpful. Right. I do think people are saying, people are avoid, trying. you're shaking everywhere. Sorry. You're I'm real so sorry. jittery, high jittery. energy I'm today. Having a good time. Sorry, you're having a good time. Too much mushrooms. Uh, we'll get okay, to that no, later. No, we are not taking mushrooms. <laughs> it's just, more like... It's, yeah. Supplements we'll of a bunch of mushrooms. Jeez. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't keep Shanga. track yeah. of um, our conversation because you're kind of all over the place. You keep going then. I want to try. I want to try. Um, but when people tell you things like that, I think mm-hmm. they're trying to help you avoid the pain that inevitably is going to come. I think they're trying to be. No, I, I, in this case, I think what that person was saying to me, I'm as, I'm, even more mm. miserable than you, and misery loves company. That's so true. we're all miserable. Let's all be miserable together, <laughs> and we'll just all be friends and have a great time yeah. and get away from our spouses whenever we can, and be ourselves. And just do it. That and way. that was literally what that was about. Okay. Now other conversations, <laughs> I'm sure, are different, but this one was. There is all, there's an agreement among it, at least. I'm a woman, so I identify as a woman, and so I've been I've had more conversations with women. Yeah. And women tend to go, I'll accept hell as long as you promise me you'll be in hell with me. We can all live in hell together and we'll all know we're together in hell, but when we're together, we'll have a great time. And there's beauty to that, I suppose. Wow. I think I lived, so right. I lived like that a long time. I went in hell, by the way. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I wasn't, but it turns out that some of the marriages that are still together and I, that's why I've said before, I would always put my marriage with my ex-husband up against anyone's. We actually had a pretty fair, For sure. fairly good marriage because we were communicative. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we had a good relationship. And so I, I've seen some really sour ones. And you see these women weeping at these, <laughs> these old weeping women at the weeping, at the, weeping at the funerals. That's not always tears of sorrow. <laughs> My mother used to tell me that. She literally told me that. She was like, you know, 
Mm-mm. She had a great relationship with my dad, but he died young when he was 62 of a heart attack. And she was like, I'm good. I am. No, good. she was really sad. She was super sad, but she never got married. Never right, had right, a, right. never had designs on getting married again. Mm-hmm. She said, I had a great relationship. I'm good. Good. I'm good to go. Right. And then she would say things to me. <laughs> she would say things like that. You see those widows over there we- weeping in the church? Well, I'll tell you why they're weeping. They're weeping joy. But <laughs> I'm like, what? That was so funny and cynical. But um, but and, also, it's but life. You not all. Find, you know, find the humor we're being, in it. We're being flippant about the fact that, you know, in some, but in some cases, people are literally waiting on death. And that's just that's not a cool. sad way to be. That's... It's not cool if you want to be a functioning, happy, joyful human, and we've got maybe only got this one life that we I was know about. Say, it's just too short to just yeah. buckle up and take it. And mm-hmm. I think it always goes back to having the strength and the self confidence to be mm-hmm. independent and on your own. And isn't that lovely if you can find a partner or a friend mm-hmm. or whatever it is in your life, your passion that lights you up, right, and lives like that? And it is too short to, yeah. And and I want to make sure that I did not make the point that all widows do that. I just no, no, don't no. want to do that. I'm sorry. Because some long marriages, and I hope that all of them are happy and not just happy, joyful. But um, well, it, I will not be weeping with joy at your funeral. I hope so. you won't. No, we'll, we'll die I together. I won't be weeping at yours either. You might. <laughs> either way, you won't be weeping. No, I will like, ah. be weeping. I would weep. I would weep. Are you kidding me? I don't me? want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> she hates to talk about death. I kind of like it. Well, I'm good right now. Okay, we won't talk about it. Uh, let's tell them about the mushrooms, though. No, okay, you just okay. land the plane on this part yeah. about being stable enough in your own self to whatever the yeah. life transition is to be able to handle it. I know of somebody who just had a horrible situation mm-hmm. where the husband just flipped. It was like a person she yeah. didn't even know anymore, mm-hmm. and sad. things have come to a screeching halt in a terrible way. So we don't always know what's going to happen, right? We, we don't know what people are walking. We, we're not walking in their shoes. Mm-hmm. We do not know what Even people, the people are dealing with. Even the people closest to us. We sometimes. really don't. People didn't know. That's why it was such a shock for so many people that knew me, including my own child, because I was. we were not transparently in a bad marriage. We were great actors, great actors. So... You know, hold your judgment, people. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> um, we, we don't know what's going on next door or even in our own family sometimes. Right. But my point back to real quick the, of the friend I know, she's going to be okay because yeah. she has her act together. Yes. So no matter how painful or sad a situation is, you've got to be able to stand on your own two feet because at the end of the day, you know that's all. Mm-hmm. And if you can't stand got. on your own two feet, know that, pay attention to that, and reach out for help. Mm. And reach out for help. There's no, there's no situation ever so desperate that you cannot have someone to, to support you. And if you can't, you're going to call me because I will support <laughs> you. And that's, that's the truth. true. That's the truth. That's very true. That's one thing. I am a functioning, joyful human being, and I, I depend on the support of others. And I will be there for anyone that needs their support from me anytime, anywhere, all, all the time. Ditto. Yeah. Ditto. So whatever you're going so, through, Maysimber, celebrate. Mm-hmm. Try to be present. Don't yeah. let all these things drive you crazy because you'll probably only well, get it, to do it or, once. Or pay attention that they're driving you crazy and go, okay, I'm going to go 30,000 feet up and look down and go, is this really worth going crazy over? Or should just I just look- go to the studio yeah, and 
Exactly. And work out some stress. Yeah, that's that's the good point. I mean, and we have have you noticed Thanks. our studio has been really um, <laughs> busy, which banging. is good. I mean, it's been very busy, and these women are carving out time because they are busy because they know there's lots going on. Um, but yeah, we will uh, be there to support you, whatever you're going through, and thank you always for supporting us. And can yes. we just say one thing about the no, mushrooms? No, we're going to go to the mushrooms. I just okay. want to make sure we gave that due time and wrapped it up. Yes, yes. So, okay, I'm going through a phase, a new health phase, um, and we're going to talk a lot more about it. <clears throat> Matter of fact, we probably do Great. something through the studio. Um, but there's a lot of research and nutrition constantly, constantly coming out. So I'm just discovering, you know, maybe people are way ahead of me. Fine. Good. Uh, You've known this. But the beauty of the, in the sources of deep, of, of mushrooms, edible, not edibles, not the kind that make you high and hallucinate, but like lion's mane, uh, all those, I can't name all of them. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, and we may start carrying some in the studio, but... Or you're going to get a discount code. Or you're going to get a discount code. So we're working on that. But I want you to know we've got your back on nutrition. And so it was called to my attention recently that um, one of the people I'm really close to just discovered that she needs to have protein first thing in the morning. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, I've been telling you this for like, I don't know, 10 years <laughs> or something. But I, sometimes you have to hear it from another source, maybe a doctor or someone. Right. But we want you to know that all of the things we carry in the studio are resourced out. I mean, we, we know exactly what's in this stuff. If you're a vegan and want to get your protein, remember your protein needs to be a gram per body weight a day. And we know how incredibly hard that is to do. That's why we have all our smoothie ingredients in the studio and they are vegan. So just so you know, I had to say that too. Great. Because it's, we're going we're gonna to start maybe talking about that a little more because we talked about hormones in the last mm -hmm. um, podcast. And the things that make us feel good are the things we put in our mouth and the things we say out of our mouth. So bring in the good and say out the good because those are the, the energetics that are the energy that make you either a joyful person or unhappy and a tired and sick person. So we're ready for May-Simber to be we're halfway through it, right? <laughs> over. Yeah. Nah, never over. Just no. stay in the present. Keep breathing. Have fun. Talk to your friends. Support them. And never know your, what's going on. They never know. You never know what's going on in somebody else's family. Or in your own. <laughs> or in your own. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. Okay. That's, love you. Yeah, I love you, too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com. Bye.